0: Now, after he took the bread and fish, and he blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave it, who did he give it to? Say it louder. The disciples. Now, when he blessed it and broke it, was there suddenly, whoom, tons of food across the altar? I don't see that. He gave it to the disciples. He gave, there were 12 of them, including Judas Iscariot and Dalton Thomas, He gave them each a portion of bread and fish. There wasn't a sack on their back or a truck behind them or a wheelbarrow in front of them. There was just a portion of that loaves and fishes divided equally among twelve. That's all there was. He said, go. They went out and they mixed and mingled with the people and they would give this one some bread and fish, this one some bread and fish, and guess what? They never ran out of bread and fish. Never. So where did the miracle of multiplication take place? In Jesus' hands or in the disciples' hands? In the disciples' hands. There's a lesson in that for us. The anointing is upon it because Jesus has anointed it, but nothing happens until our hands become His hands, our voice, His voice. Then the miracle takes place. I can't believe that people are listening to me. I can't believe that people want to hear this stuff. They do. Trust me, they do. They desperately need to hear you. Not me. You. Talk about Jesus. What He's done in your life. What He can do for them. So Jesus is moved with compassion by physical needs. Now, my friends, this is not a text to use for a community feeding program. Please, let us be faithful to the context. Nowhere in here does Jesus instruct the disciples to establish a soup kitchen. Well, pastor, are you opposed to those ministries? Absolutely not. But I'm saying don't use a text like this to do something like that. That's not what this says. Jesus multiplied the loaves and fishes miraculously. Not by going out and collecting donations. Stay faithful to the context. If you're going to preach the word, preach it in context. Don't take it out of context and make it a pretext to say what you want to say. Too much of that going on. They'll preach a literal word like that and take off on some symbolic allegorical story. Hogwash! Stay with the word. Jesus wants to do that today. He wants to do miracles. How many of you read just recently in this excursion of Israel into the uh, Hamas territory, how that there was a little maiden that would come and speak to the soldiers and warn them, don't go into that house. And they called it, what was it, Rebecca or something like that? And then she disappeared. Folks, we're living like natural people in the supernatural world of the kingdom of God. We are paupers at the table of the king. And we are only using what we can think of and what we can manufacture with our own hands. And God says, God, have mercy on you. i got anointings and i got things you ain't even seen. If you just give me half a chance, I can show you people turning water into wine. Walking on water, raising the dead, right there in your own home, on your job, in your church, in your community. Just believe me. Just believe me. I'm still the same God. I haven't changed. I didn't change. I never change, he says. I still want my kingdom advanced, not yours, not your denomination, not even your church. I want my kingdom advanced. So then, the point of this story is that when faced with an impossible situation... Jesus used his divine supernatural power to meet the need. It's the same today. He didn't organize a campaign to feed the hungry. He multiplied seven loaves and a few fishes to feed thousands of hungry people. That's what this story is all about. If he had organized a feed the hungry ministry, it wouldn't be in this book. It wouldn't have been worthy because that's not what happened.